On this episode of Mega Real Estate Talk, we have a guest today, Chris Haskins with Journey Real Estate, powered by EXP. He's been listening to our podcast. He wants to spit some some facts about some of our topics. We're going to get some feedback from him, talk a little bit about his business. Let's go. You're listening to Mega Real Estate Talk with Jared Davis and Galen Parker, your source for an honest, insightful look into Central Virginia's real estate market. Combined, Jared and Galen have over 20 years sales experience, as well as hundreds of testimonials from clients past and present who rely on them for advice and assistance when buying and selling homes in today's incredibly hot and competitive real estate market. And now, your host, Jared Davis and Galen Parker. I am Jared Davis. And I am still Galen Parker. And today we have a special guest with us. It's been a while since we've had a guest. I'm so excited. Ladies and gentlemen, the legend himself, the leader of Journey Real Estate, Mm. been in the business. He's Mm. been owning rentals since 2002, licensed agent since 2019. He is the gold award-winning agent his first year in 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Haskins. Talk to the people, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, we're happy to have you on here because obviously you trail back with us since the days of Remax. Uh, We've been contractually obligated to not mention their name. We're going to say it anyway. Remax, (laughs) the brokerage. uh, that You you were with us back then, back in the uh, the dark, dingy office. Uh, Then you went out on your own. After Remax, where did you go? Wow. So after I left you guys, because I did leave you, Mm -hmm. right? You did for a bit. You know. You saw the light. Missed you for a little bit. You know, I I did leave you guys. But I went to my cousin which is a broker you know she kind of held my hand a little bit cool she had more patience with i wasn't trying to hold hands yeah, she held my <laughs> i'm just kidding hand, i helped you, know? you out i helped you, she's you, know, start. you know you helped me you helped me. Help me but my cousin you know his family she's like hey i support you if you're with jerk or wherever and i'm like hey well they're going to this place called exp i don't i don't know what this <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want to go there. I'm going to go to my cousin, yeah. a boutique brokerage. She helped me out a lot. And, yeah. Um, and my so sales and all that good stuff. She was she was picking up contracts, so that's why I got my knowledge. But then the only reason I kind of wanted to, hey, Jared, I need a team. I want a team. Hey, let me talk to you. So Yeah, so you've been building the team out for, what, a year now almost, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, woo, it just hit a year. So how many agents now? I have three. Three agents. Very good. How many Very agents? Nice. How many agents do you want? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, 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 man, that's a good question. Sometimes I'm thinking 10, but at mm-hmm. the same token, you know, I, I have to really be organized and make sure I support the team and be the leader. Yeah, it's a different job, isn't it? Yeah, it's, you start it's to realize being a team leader. We got some episodes on that, right? Building a team versus staying <laughs> a solo agent because yeah. everybody thinks they get busy as a solo agent. They just hire a couple agents and it all works mm-hmm. out. And then they realize, oh, God, I've got to provide systems and marketing and training and, you know, yeah, yeah, software systems. and leads and systems. So yeah. one of the I think one of the cool things about Chris is that, you know, he's not new to the business. I mean, so you how many rentals? Yeah, I know you started in 2002 with like your rental portfolio, but how many rentals you have you had so far um i had as many as 11 when the market crashed okay i sold some foreclosed <laughs> yeah yeah you know that's what i like about my business the good the bad the ugly yeah <laughs> you know everything i've been through a lot but you flipped too that's how i mean i've yeah. known chris since i was a, a kid pretty much but yeah i mean that's essentially what I, he was doing stuff before i ever got a license but then i started helping selling his flips before he got a license yeah 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 and so. that's what i remember you selling houses in petersburg and yeah going down and buying houses and when they were flipping. like you yeah, know, still finding stuff to flip. I like it. Um, the rentals, I kind of want to shift a little bit. I want to do like a little 
short term and not just the typical rentals, but I yeah. still have a, like an Airbnb type of deal or yeah, something okay. like that. You know, we wanted to. I think you had reached out to us because you saw one of Jared's reels uh, that Jared made a statement, and Chris was like, "I'm not having it. I don't believe it." I don't agree with it. Uh, and it was kind of funny that you were so passionate about it that it, like we were like, we've got to get Chris on the show so that he can talk about this. But Jared, in one of the most recent reels, if you guys are following Jared uh, at the underscore underscore the Davis group, there's a reel that's very popular that says the Burr method is dead. Uh, and Chris was like, dead? What do you mean by it? So why, why, did, why do you have a problem with that statement? Should we should we deep dive music before he answers? <laughs> we always deep dive, you know. I guess we're deep diving now. All right, right. We're just kind of going in. Give us our give us our intro, us and then dive. let him break it down. Uh oh, there it is. Okay, I like it. Like Rocky music. Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? That, is that what you're going for? <laughs> okay. An orchestra Eminem. Uh-huh. Well, if it's on me, yeah, yep. you know. What people don't understand about Jared and I relationship, there's a lot of things I'm like, Jared, no, that doesn't make sense. No, Jared, what are you doing? So, you know, Galen's pretty cool. You know? Yeah, that's no. generally the consensus people give. They're like, I got a certain feeling about Jared. Or certain, then they're like, but Galen has to have no problems at all. And I'm like, really? That's why Galen's my right hand. Someone, I got to have a likable person on the team. <laughs> you are likable. <laughs> and we was on the team together, Galen. You know, I was, I was going to compete against y'all. Yeah. Like, we, we're going to see who sell the most homes. But, and then know, we just we immediately left. Yeah, then we left. Right, yeah, but, you know, I heard Jared talking about the Burr method. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was doing the Burr method before it was. Before thinking. I was born. Uh, I knew you were going to say was a kid. That's for okay, sure. Okay. I mean, you know. Okay. Maybe teenager. Okay. That's maybe. But, you know, <laughs> jumping off the diving board at the late, you know. That's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, with the Bird Method, before that acronym even came, I never even heard of the Bird Method, but I was doing it. Yeah. Back in, you know, the early 200,000s, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. when I heard you say, I'm like, what the? <laughs> how, how, how many how often do you use the burr method i would guess oh my goodness i mean i used it several times okay and what mean, do you like about it i mean it, it it got me to what i needed where i needed to be you know i had several homes i pretty much it was a cookie cut bought it you know rehab refinance rent it out so you um, think it's still good um, with interest rates at six and a half yes how, how are you looking for burrs? Are you trying to burr? You got anything right now you're holding? Yeah, I got a couple of things I'm holding. Okay. Um, I'm debating if I want to flip it because, you know, I'm just got the itch of flips. But, yep. But I tell any investor, most people are like, hey, we want to get into flips. I'm like, man, the, the, the nice thing is really to hold on to it. Yeah. Real estate and hold on. So when you was talking about the bird method, I'm like, man, I, I made a living off of that. I mean, that's what gave me the money to do my barbershop. Yeah. It, you know, it, 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 it helped me out a lot. So what are you looking for now? Because, you know, my claim is with interest rates the way they are, the numbers are just tough to make it work. So how are you making the Burr method work right now with the market doing what it's doing with interest rates and pricing? As long as the numbers are right. I okay. mean, it's the point of you, you don't make a whole lot of money a month anyway. Yeah, what, so what are you shooting rentals? for? What are you trying to shoot for on a rental? What do you think? Man, I tell you, if it covers the, if it covers everything that I need as far as okay. payments and everything. So you're okay with breaking even on it if, if you I, got I, no I money break, in it. Yeah, but I don't want to break, you know, at least at least $200. If, if got something, it. Okay. Something <laughs> over, but the, the same token is not about now. Yep. You know, if I buy it and refinance, if I, you know, made five grand, that's great. Yeah. 
And then if I got it, you know, one thing I'm a firm believer in is equity continues to grow. Now, don't forget, I had like 11 homes when the market crashed in 07, yeah. including I just bought my home. So I know <laughs> how that feels. So when people like, oh, the market may crash. That's the one you're still in. Yeah. The one I'm you live in. in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so what the market crashed? Guess what? It's coming back up. Yeah, I agree. So my my argument to the to the people out there was that we should start looking for assumptions, right? Subject to is bark, buy, assume, rent, keep. Because I think that with interest rates the way they are, I think right now if we can find loans where people have a 3 to 3.5% three interest rate and we can go in and just assume those loans, not only can we buy houses with no money down, but we can pick up their interest rate at you know half of what it is right this second. And I think if we can get that done through this market, we're going to have rentals that cash flow way better than a burr right this second. I guess there's got to be some kind of downside, though. So, I mean, what can you do that I can't do if I'm going to bark while you're going to burr? <laughs> I mean, that strategy is nice. If you find somebody to assume a loan, nowadays people don't trust people. Okay. They just want to be done with it. You know, give me my money and let me go. Got it. Okay. You know, we, I just ran into a situation where. So you think the timing of assuming yeah. the loan, it could take 60 days. So you think people are like, I want my two weeks. Yeah, subject to when you still yeah. keeping that person's name in the, on yeah, the title. Yeah, I mean, I, I think more assumptions are the route I want to go. Mm. But I could see that, right? You assume for 60 days. Yeah. So maybe they're like, no, oh, I could buy you, you buy you out quicker and I don't need to assume. Yeah, it so was, maybe you beat me out on an offer if you're buying versus me assuming. Yes, yes. Okay. it was one deal. Um, the buddy of mine he was trying to get in the house foreclosed because he just he didn't trust anybody. Gotcha. And he trusted him. I was like, hey, have him get the get him get him the money. Hurry up, get it. Yeah, to him. but it ended up it ended up foreclosing before he had a chance to give him the money. But okay. My thing is, most of the time, people just want to wash their hands and be done with it. Okay. And if the rates, are, I mean, I was buying homes when the rates were eight percent anyway. Got it. You see, what I'm saying? I'm used to that. So you're used to that. Okay. Yeah, eight percent. I mean, man, that was majority of the house I had. I'll, I'll help you on your debate side, even though you should be you should be coming <laughs> up with this. I should be fighting him on this right now, guys. But I'm gonna give you another one. Not all loans are assumable. Yes. So yeah. the, the flip side is you may be able to pick up a burr that I can't on a bark because yeah. maybe it was a conventional loan. Yeah. Maybe it's something that can't be assumed. The other thing, give give them another another ring, would be the equity, right? Because if they only owe 100 grand and I would buy it for 160, I got to float that difference with the 160, hypothetically, mm -hmm. right, if I assume. Yeah. So then I'm, I'm holding that 60000 out. I'm going to have to go refinance anyways. Yeah. So I guess what, what I'm looking for is the people that have just bought in the last couple of years and they don't have tons of equity, yeah. whereas you probably will have more opportunity because you can buy however long back as long as it's distressed. Yeah. I, it was just when I saw the video, I'm looking at the video, I'm like, what is Jerry talking about? I mean, this bird method, that's... <laughs> I made a living because what are, like what are some of the I guess the interest rates constraints or things that you're looking for for when you're trying to assume? Well, so right now you figure at six and a half percent. I, I think rule of thumb, you're probably looking at about seven hundred and fifty bucks per hundred thousand dollars that you loan out right this second. Versus at three percent, you're probably like five fifty to six hundred. So on a two hundred thousand dollar house, that's four hundred dollars an extra mortgage three to four hundred bucks mm -hmm. so chris just said he's trying to make two hundred dollars at least i mean you know if i can make five no or but you'd also take zero <laughs> you'd be okay with zero on the deal Depends but the difference the is on his bark at 200 the same burr would be five to six hundred in profit mm -hmm. or his mm -hmm. break even at zero is my 400 in profit 
which is the difference between a, a do nothing deal where I make no dollars or 4,800 bucks a year that I could make on that difference and split. So I think that's the benefit right this second. If we can assume some of these things is the fact that that payment, you're essentially taking the payment from before the market went crazy with yeah. rates, but then you're getting the rent from the post craziness, which is right now because rents went up 18% last year. So you you're still getting it. that high rent, but yeah, yeah finding, finding's harder. I yeah. Think. Yes. Finding is the hard part. But you can't go wrong with the bird method, but, I feel. But finding is the hardest part across the board, right? I mean, Period. no matter what yeah. you're trying to do. Because you're you're wanting someone who has, one, a low interest rate that they've gotten in the past two or three years, but then also is in a position where they have to, like, move on Where they're the being property. distressed. They would have to lose their job. They would have to be like, oh, man, I overpaid for this at the time. Yeah. Whatever it may so be. That, every time you have one of those caveats, you're shrinking down your mm-hmm. your pool of people that you can kind of, like, access through. Whereas with the, the I guess, like, the Burr method, you don't have that. Yeah. Um, you know what I think about, though, is, like, I was selling through 2000, mm, 2013 and 14. So it was after the crash. But what I realized is that for a solid mm, eight years after the crash, I'd say four out of six listing appointments I went on, people were underwater in their houses. So you'd have to talk to them about the fact that, yeah, we're going to help you sell, but you may need to write a check to be able to get out, or you may break even. I don't think we're going to crash, but I think because the the appreciation is slowing, if we go down 4 to 5% this year and then we only come back to a 2 to 3% appreciation after that, for these guys that paid thirty, forty, fifty thousand over on a house, maybe maybe they put the cash outlay, outlay. Maybe they even paid over appraised value, right? Because they mm-hmm. had those contingencies where they're like, "We'll pay a twenty thousand dollar differential in appraisal," and then they had to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe they put minimum down payment down. They paid over, and now they're like, "Man, if I sell this and I have to pay six percent to a realtor and pay my closing costs, that's where I think your sweet spot's going to be." And while I don't think the deals are going to be you know, abundant like in two thousand eight when there was twelve thousand houses on the market, I think if we can figure out a way to find them. I think they will be some of the sweetest deals in the next couple of years. So good. So it's it's kind of like an interesting like I, I think obviously both methods work. Uh, Chris is obviously hard for the for the B R R R. He's what? Uh, he's hard for it. Grow up, listeners. All right, this is what's the adult chat time. Uh, w- one of the other things. I that, mean, what did you mean? <laughs> he's hard supported of it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. He's not aroused, <laughs> what's, Jared. What's, I've never heard that term used. You never like, see that someone's like hard up for something. I mean, that they up, weren't talking about means sex. Like he needs cash. Like he's you know, hard like, up. They can be it. hard for a, a topic. It doesn't have to be sex. Like hard up means like things no. Hard up bad, means right? you need something. Being hard for a topic. Chris, let's debate this. All right. What does hard, what is hard let's up, up mean? Let's go hard up. If you're hard up, no. On that hard up is that. <laughs> I said he's hard for. You see, I'm quiet, right? <laughs> I want to hear something. Chris is like, I haven't been hard in years. I know. So, being hard for a topic means that you defend it to a degree that is. We're gonna have some good marketing reels on this one. No, we won't. This is terrible. I'm so the, the questions. What are y'all talking about? <laughs> Chris is like, I wasn't even there. <laughs> He's like, I didn't show up. The, the other thing that we were talking about, Chris, that you said you were kind of moving us past this. That um, Jared obviously and and I and I obviously support that as the idea of like growing the team quickly, getting people in, weeding men. You were mentioning you're like that's not something that you want to do. Uh, that's not necessarily your goal. What do you think is the fallacy of growing a large team quickly? I mean, you know, to each his own. I thought I'm a one time one of the large team. Okay. okay. But I'm kind of slowing down to it, you know. Why? Man, I like taking 
I like seeing people grow and having that personal attention. If I get too big, too large, I don't feel like it's going to be personal anymore. But, okay, you know, you have a mega team, right? Yeah, 20 plus. Huh? 20 plus agents now. 23, 24. Yeah. I don't know if I want 20, 20. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just saying. What so. do you think that you could do, I guess, with a smaller team that Jared can't do or with a larger team? To explain that to the listeners, because they're, they're probably trying to think, well, what, why? What, they're, they're pulling for answers. Why do they? Well, you know, fortunately, Jared has you. Yeah, that's true. And that's <laughs> true. Help a little bit, you know. Oh, thank maybe, God. Maybe if I had someone to help a little bit. Okay. You know, when I was in real estate school, they said, be careful of a busy broker. So you gotta Very be, true. You got to be, be, be careful of a busy team leader, too. I agree. Okay. You know, if you can't help me, and if I can't call and talk to you when, when I get my first deal or, yeah. or if I switch from whatever brokerage to join your team and I'm looking like, dude, I thought you was going to help me. Yeah. You know, so I take that personal. I want to kind of help my team on that level. Now, okay. who to say five years from now, if I have 20 people on my team, we need to do another show. I'll have 40 or 50 at that point. So we'll talk I mean, about think that. Think about this way. Like by that time, you could have added someone onto your team that helps you yeah, mitigate yeah. something. Because I mean, that. People have that same, uh, I guess, complaint with any team, even with our team. People have said, oh, Jared is so busy. Mm-hmm. We can't reach Jared. Yeah. And to mitigate that, we've created huddles. We've created uh, chat you know, functions that we use that we can reach out to people so that they don't have to reach out to the team leader for so why, every single so question. So we didn't do that when I was on the team? Oh, you left too quickly. You did leave uh, very quickly. So <laughs> he left at the infancy. Chris, Chris was there for 10 minutes. You left, uh, you left, his cousin came. You left when Remax was trying to teach us how to build a team, which did not do much of any good whatsoever. Once we got real systems and everything else, we're like, this is how this works. Okay. But at the same token, obviously, you know, if you have a smaller team, you're right. You know, you can spend more quality time with an agent, mm-hmm. develop. Uh, have you have you seen that working out with, you know, you've got three agents right now. Uh-huh. Have you seen successes with your uh, the way you kind of nurture them? Well, I pride myself on being available. Okay. You know, I mean, if they call me, I'm there. I can be on vacation. I told yeah. them, I'm physically, if I can answer the phone, I'm like, hey, because I know how it feels. Yeah. I'm like, hey, if you get into any type of situation. But one thing about real estate, if, if something is happening at 7, 8 o'clock at night, it, it usually can wait till the morning. Most of the time. For the most part. Other than maybe writing an offer that's like due yeah. late or something. But my dad. I don't even like writing offers late anymore. Yeah. That's yeah, when I write all my offers. It's something just, I don't know. It seems like something goes wrong. I'm every working. Time. I'm too busy during the day to write offers during so the my, day. So my thought, I guess, and Jared could probably answer this. It's like, if you're there for your three agents nonstop around the clock, and Jared, you've been there, what what's the downside of that? Well, so that's why I do like the big team, and I, I think it really starts taking traction after about 13 to 15 people. I think with anything less than 10, you have a hard time getting a room of people on the team because their schedules are so different and conflicting. Maybe some of them are working other jobs. Maybe some of them are part-timers. Some of them are new. Some of them are experienced. Maybe they don't they don't mesh because you can get two or three in a room at the same time and they don't really become friends. After that 13, 14, 15 plus, what I've found is that they start working together. You go to the office, you see two or three of them that are that are just there filming reels together or they're role playing together, yeah. they're making calls together. And like they didn't even tell me that they were doing that, which is great, right? So whereas when I had five people, every single thing is pretty much we're here because of Jared. Don't get me wrong. If people are on my team, they're still here because of my vision, right? Not because of me. I think people don't buy into leaders, they buy into vision. So I think most people that are on our team believe in our vision and that's why they're here. But 
they have other people, the team chat, to be able to go in and ask a question and it gets answered without bugging me. So most of my agents know at this point, hey, you need to ask the team chat before you call me. Yeah. If you call me first, like I may I may miss it. And if it's a simple question, you probably could have gotten your answer in the team chat. Same thing with walkthroughs. I'm really good about like I could be drinking mimosas on a Sunday. And if one of my agents is like, can someone show a house for me? Like I will still put down my mimosa and go help out. I don't know many team leaders that will do that across the board, especially at my size. But it's nice to know that there's also another three or four or five people that will probably also mm-hmm. go help. And then that takes it off of me. Also, if I'm training five at one time, I know that one's just going to fail completely. One's not going to be happy. One's going to be a success. And two are going to be like average. Yeah. And so if I can do all of that at one time versus taking one and spending 50 hours training them and then they still aren't a success or they still don't listen and they leave or that, you know what I mean? Then that's the other benefit to me. And that's why, I mean, at 23 agents, 25, we still want 40. I want 15 more. Yeah. When it's said and done, now, more power to you. Uh, Jared said that people buy into uh, vision and not leadership. Because you see that with like a smaller team. I mean, you know, um, yeah. Still, okay, still the same thing. Um, so your three people they they they're not buying into you. They're buying into the journey. Pun intended. Yeah, I feel that's the case. Okay, um, you know. Because I, I talk to them all the time. I, one of the things I tell them all the time too is not like I'm trying to keep you on my team forever. I want you to grow. I want you to. Hey, you don't have to be. You don't even have to be on my team tomorrow if you're telling me. Yeah. I want to be an agent, but my goal is, if they're struggling, or let me help you. Let me just tell you everything okay. I know. That's yeah. One, and that's one of the things I like about teams. You know, you're not by yourself. Yep. And some people need to be in a team. I kind of figure like, mm, I didn't want to be in a team, which yeah. is fine. Which is fine. But yeah, I get the reason why. To join a lot of people need it, though. They need it, yeah. I mean, I would say, I would venture to say that maybe you, you can disagree with me, but I bet you 70% of agents should be on a team. At least starting out, you think? I think starting, maybe. I, I mean, I think 90% of well, agents starting help. should be on a team. Mm-hmm. I think 70% of just agents should be on a team. Same way, we have 7,500 just in Central Virginia. 3,500 didn't, didn't a sell team. a house last week. Have you ever been on a team? I'm, I mean, I'm the 10%. Okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. No, I actually take that back. That was like a, a just me trying to be cocky for a second. But in reality, no, I should have started on a team because think about it. It took me seven. How, I was going to say, how long did it take you to line the first deal? Seven months to close a house. And I'm a guy that can self-produce a hundred plus deals a year. So like you would, most people would say like, yeah, he's kind of like up here in the industry. And it's a team. We're up here in the industry. But as a solo agent, right, it took me seven months to close a deal out. Like mm-hmm. I had two fall apart on me in my first four or five months, right? Yeah. By seven months, I mean, a couple more months, I may have just gotten out of the business and never turned into what I turned into. Versus most of our team agents are selling a deal the first month or two, and most of them don't have sales experience. They they lack intense knowledge that I had when I started because I came from another sales yeah. job. I was mm-hmm. used to cranking sales calls, right? So if I had joined a team, I may have learned quicker. I may have learned how the team was built out quicker. Yeah. Maybe the team wouldn't have been so, you know, mm-hmm. you know, hit or miss in the first year or two. I know y'all joking so I was there for a brief second, but I did. I learned. <laughs> you know, it was at least six months. I was like hey, so I, excited to have Chris on the team the because time. it's like, I met you when I was a little kid, too. I mean, yeah, I was yeah. older than Jared, but, I mean, you played basketball with my brother and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so it was yeah, just yeah. kind of like, you know, the days of Aaron Weaver and all those guys, like, playing ball. So I was just like, oh, man, so this is going to be cool. Like, having – we had – who did we have? Mike Henry was on the team at one mm-hmm. point And, like, Before the illustrious, like – the man of international mystery, Mike Henry, before he like Mexico. did his walkabout in Mexico. So I was like, when we sabbatical. had that, yeah, the sabbatical, when we had us four, I thought I was like, this is going to be a dope team. And then like Elmer came along, um, and then it all just like. How do you feel now? 
then Clayton came along and ruined everything. No, it's still we still we still got Elmer. We got Chris back. Mike is still on the sabbatical walkabout, so we but may or we may got, not we ever. Got a bunch of, I mean, we now we got Francis, we got Brandon, we got Quincy. We so got yeah, Nate, very good. We got so speaking speaking of that, Chris, I want to give you an opportunity. Um, Chris is is a really good hype man, and I know you said you've got people on your team. I want to give you an opportunity to kind of hype them up and and just talk a little bit about some of the successes that uh, oh, some team? of yeah your team oh, your team. Man. I mean, shout them out so that they're going to see this. They're going to hear this hopefully um, share this yeah they're gonna share this so oh, like t- yeah. tell us about them and and their goals who do you got um the first person i got was tracy, tracy okay tracy jones and she kind of came over from a different brokerage and needing a little support some you know get some, some support that's the biggest yeah. thing i'm like come on over you know I, i'm excited to help you out so um she did very well the first year and i mean i'm happy to have her on the team um kiera is a a fireball. And yeah. If you guys are not familiar, I'm, I'm gonna try, as you're as you're talking, I'm gonna see if I can pull up Kiara's like uh, yeah, Kiara, TikTok. She's a fireball. She's, what I like about Kiara, um, we talked and she talked to different people before she even came with me, and um, and I was like, look, just use some of the same energy, and and we were we were having a team meeting one time, right? And she's like, I quit my job. I'm like, oh, goodness, quit your job. This is getting serious. <laughs> hey, no, 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 don't do that. You need right? to say, oh, my goodness, you know. And she's like, no, nah, Chris, I have to go forward. I'm like, hey, okay. And next thing you know, she's door knocking. She's getting listings. I'm like, you get. She came listings. to Call Day. You know, yeah. Right? Yeah. We yeah. want her to come to more Call Days, Kira. If we you, want if all you of your people. All every, of your team. The first and the last Thursday ever much, we need to see you there because, you know, there's certain things that you can learn, and there's also certain things that you can teach because, you know, you, you've got a fire in there. If you guys yeah. have, don't know Kira, check her out at Kia, K-I-A, the underscore realtor on TikTok. She's firing up the platform there. Yeah. Uh, lots yeah. of information, lots of just solds, uh, her experiences in the build in the business. So uh, yeah. check her out. So that, that's good. You've got Kiara. Kiara. Who else you got? I got Marilyn. Marilyn, uh, Marilyn Claiborne. She's super new. Okay. To the team. Really, she came because of Kiara. I'm not going to take it, you know. Yeah. No, that's good. That's she, great. She came because of Kiara. How, like, hey. how do you feel about bringing on a brand new agent versus an agent that's been in it? Good question. Man. Oh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's mixed feelings. You know, you don't have to hold their hand as much, but it's certain things I tell them to do that I wish I would have done when I started. Mm-hmm. So I do like that when somebody's fresh. It takes me It takes me back to the barbershop. They've got to unlearn bad habits, Yeah, right? when, you, when, when a person's coming from a different barbershop, they got bad habits, mm-hmm. they bring it to your shop. Yep. If you're getting somebody like off the streets, you can kind of groom them to, hey, this is how I want things done. I want a family atmosphere, yep. not the typical you know, barbershop. So, um, and and, so, and just bar. to pause, Chris, right there. For some of you guys who are listening, you're like, why does Chris keep talking about a barbershop? Is that like a code name or something? Uh, Chris runs an upscale barbershop here in Central Virginia. So Razor need, Sharp. Razor Sharp. So if you need a fresh cut, feel free to reach out to Chris Haskins at Razor I'm not, Sharp. I'm not, I'm not cutting He's anymore. not cutting anymore, he but little Chris, little, little, little Chris is there. Little Chris is there. Fade out uh, Mike's yeah, bald Mike, spot. Mike needs some help over there. <laughs> so what, what's the address for Razor? Uh, 115 Bolingbrook Street. Bolingbrook. Yeah, Petersburg, Virginia. He's a business owner, ladies and gentlemen, and that, that's what we're, we're kind of like touching on. Um, one of the things I think that's really awesome about Chris is that he's like tapping his team into not just what he's doing, but just what our entire network is doing. So, yeah. and as we tell people, if you're living in Central Virginia, whether you're on our brokerage team, whether you're with anything, we have a call day. There's going to be role playing. Chris was instrumental in being with that this last Thursday. That last Thursday was probably the best role or the call play 
day we probably call day we've had because yeah. we had Daniel Harnsberg in there. We had yep. uh, Ray Revere of the Revere Group in Eric there. We Walker. had Eric Walker of the Walker Group in there. And everyone's like chipping in their different. So as if you're new on all these teams, we encourage, yeah. you know, Kiara, Maryland, all these ones, even Tracy, uh, to come, you know, and, and join in on those. This is great, you know, training that will help, you know, sharpen you up through the uh, through your experience. And if you're not in our network, you can still come to our call. Come on by. If, if, you're, if you're local, we have agents all the time that stop by just to just to hang out. And We've see. had people who don't even have their license yet pop That's in. That's true. Multiple people. Yeah, actually. they're just like, I'm thinking about getting the business. I want to experience this. And um, I got a DM from a, a guy yesterday. He, he sat in maybe a couple months ago and he was like, hey, Galen, hey, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in Florida. I'm coming back. I'm going to take my real estate license test. He was like, who should I put as my sponsoring brokerage? And I gave him all the right answers to that. But I mean, a lot of that has to do is like when they meet the team, they was that see the guy the that network. I met at the bar. Yep. That's hilarious. That, you, uh, that kid there. I, I like bet you gave him your name, didn't you? Of course I did. <laughs> uh, told I'm him to okay come on him. I'm okay with it. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it, it's awesome to see that, you know, Tracy Jones, she's been in there. You know, her brother's got a real estate bra- background. Yep. Jonesy's yep. been in the business. How many how many rentals do you think Jonesy's got? I don't know. He's the one that really pushed me off the yeah. ledge to get rentals. And now his wife just got her real estate license, yes, yep. right? And so mm-hmm. she'll be Is she with flips. us? Yeah, she's with the EXP, yeah. Under you? Mm-hmm. That's on your team? She's not on my team. But you got her. When did so, that you know, happen? Like I said, I always. When did that happen? When did it happen? Like, when did you? Nine months ago. Yeah. Oh, so she's had the license for yeah. a while. Yep. Yeah. And see, Marilyn, she's she really came from a brokerage watch that this. really shut down. Know. I mean, she was like, I need to so go somewhere. So much noise. Hey, what, what, you what are we the, talking about? No, I'm, I'm him banging the things in the mic. He's really sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say, oh, everybody's going to just hear coffee. Editing nightmare. Yeah, I was going to say, everybody's going to hear coffee cups. Well, it's not like the editing the is cheap, so I think they should be able to fix it up. <laughs> what are but we playing anyway, for? Um, <laughs> my team, my team, Marilyn is super new. Okay. She came from a brokerage. She never even did a deal before. So I was kind of hype about that. No, that's so awesome. She, she has one under contract. Nice. That's that's my mission. Like How that. long did it take yeah. her to get the, that that first one? Uh, a month, maybe two. See, See? I, I think teams, I think man. That's good. Yeah. I think most people need yeah. a team. Yeah. Nah, so. I, I respect that. I like it. Yeah. yeah. So one of the the last things that what's our what, how are we looking on time? Mm, we got ten minutes, nine minutes. Yeah, because one of the things we were talking about, Chris, what is your viewpoint of the twenty twenty three market? I mean, we hear all the there's there's no shortage of talking heads and naysayers and there's people who are like overly positive. What do, what do you think twenty twenty three is gonna look like? Man, you know From a veteran like yourself. I'm not a veteran. You know? mm-hmm. When did you buy your first flip? Two thousand and Oh well that's one? different. You know that's a real estate veteran. That's, that's you've different. seen the markets, you've seen shit. You know, being a realtor though mm-hmm. is to me is a little different. We're talking about the market, investment. baby. But a market, you know, as a realtor, an investor, yes, I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think it's great. Now, in a realtor, me, you know, finding people to find a home, should you sell a home? And I'm honest with people. Like, I was telling somebody the other day, I'm like, this might not be a good time to move. If you're just talking about moving across town for another house, your rate that you have, I mean, keep it. It just depends on a person's situation. I'm, I'm going to be very honest. I think honest. if you can afford it, you move, and then you just refinance in a year or two. You can do that. But sometimes, see, that's, that's what I like to debate with you about. See, sometimes <laughs> it makes sense to say, just keep that two point some percent. Your kids are 17, 18. They're going to be leaving soon. But I think no. it depends on finances. Yeah, like I have somebody right now that had a $200,000 house mm-hmm. that they bought a few years ago. It's worth okay. probably two sixty five now. They really want to move. But the rates being so high, income uh-huh. really hasn't changed for them. So they'd have to move into a $225,000 house right now. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. No. I'm like, don't do it. Yeah. But 
if you're in a three hundred thousand dollar house and you got kids and you want a seven hundred thousand dollar house, the real question to me is, can you afford it? Yeah. And if you can afford it without stretching your finances, just do it and mm-hmm. then refinance later. Yeah. Yeah. Do you need another house or do you not need another house? It depends on your situation. Because I mean, you, in your your example, you're like you're, they're seventeen and eighteen, so obviously they're leaving. But there's a ton of people who are not in that where they're just like busting at the seams. I yeah, would imagine. Yeah. yeah they're if you they're seven move. and eight. That's the thing. Yeah. If you don't need to move, sure. But if you need to move, I don't. <laughs> if you don't need to move, that's... don't move at all ever. That's. Uh... I mean, but that, that's that's the thing is like if if you can't move and you don't have the financial ability, then don't do it. But for a lot of people, they're just waiting for something better, and I don't know if something better is ever going to come. Yeah, for those who's waiting for the race to drop, and I'm not a fan of that. It's it's it was your why. What do you need to? <laughs> this guy noisemaker over here. <laughs> so, Jerry, what what is your? I mean, do you you agree? You know, what's your outlook for 2023? I think 2023 we're gonna have a slowdown in sales over last year, but I think it's still gonna be up overall. I just think last year was crazy. Yeah. So I think sales wise, I guess we'll drop 15 percent. I think values may drop 5%, but I think only 5% over the, the insanity. Like, there's some neighborhoods where people were just bidding like eighty to 100000 over on stuff and waiving all appraisals. Yeah. And I think your stuff that will pop up on the market, they're going to want that price, right? They're going to be like, oh, it was 400 we paid 500 Something else pops up in the neighborhood. They're like, let's ask 500 to 515 Realistically, do I think that house is going to go back to 400 No, but maybe it sells for 480 is that really yeah. is that really a big deal? Not really. Yeah. So I think I think things are still going to move. Oh yeah, yeah. things moving. And 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 what I was studying, the beginning of twenty twenty two to June of twenty twenty two, it was like a seventeen percent increase in our MLS. Yeah. And then it dipped down like nine percent by December, but it's still an increase. Yeah. I still feel like stuff is going to still increase, and people saying I'm going to wait till the rates go down. But guess what? Equity is still going to be growing. I don't see a 07 crash. Well, we don't we don't we don't reach a buyer's market until we have six months of inventory. And mm-hmm. how much inventory do we have right now? Probably still, a month and a half, yeah, still maybe. Low. Still super low. Yeah. Now, again, last year there was like two weeks worth of inventory, but every realtor wanted to blow their brains out. So yeah, to yeah. me, like two months of inventory is sweet. You know, you're like, hey, we can go show house. You're going to exist. Even, right? now yeah. it's, even now it's low enough where like I was supposed to show a house tomorrow that went on the market yesterday and they canceled my showing this morning. We're like, it's under contract. And you're like, well, yeah, dang, yeah. I, I don't want to go back to the point where a house gets listed on a Sunday and I have to stop what I'm doing to go yeah, show it in yeah. an hour so that I can get an offer in by Sunday night. That's no, super annoying no. to well, me. Well, it's starting to normalize, too. I'm going to tell you, and the reason I say you said, well, Chris, is real estate. An investor part versus being a realtor to me is different. Oh, man, I'm, I got my license in 2019, so I was in the madness of 2020. Mm-hmm. That's what broke me in, 2020. Yeah, everybody's you know? going nuts. Yeah, I mean, I had like... Nine closes in one month. I'm like, what am I doing? You know, and and with no TC, money. you know, with no like, transaction. Uh, yeah. Bathing in hundreds. <laughs> I, was, I was catching up. I was catching up. But um, Rolex, <laughs> Bentley, Bentley. I Rolex, wish. Braces. I wish. Braces. <laughs> <laughs> He's a parents. So you're gonna have like braces. All the like his parents stuff. You gotta spend there the money. Go. On. That's right. Braces. Yeah. yeah. Cars. Yeah. yeah. College funds. Braces. That's, that's the crazy Vacations. Thing, yeah. Graduation gifts. No, that's 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 very cool. Obviously, well, you know. Chris, it's awesome to have you on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris was a guy who was just listening to the the podcast, watching the YouTube show, and he said, ah, I beg to differ. You might be that person, too. Feel free to DM, uh, email us at Galen and Jared at... 
centralvarealty.com. If you've got a, a beef, if, if you if you have a question, you do not dis, you do not agree. We're happy to have you on the show and just to talk about your opinion as well. And if you're not in the area, it's fine. We can use an app like Riverside to film a podcast. So even if you're in a different state and you're listening, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to uh, see what you have that maybe you have to offer for the podcast for our listeners. And if there's anything <laughs> that we can offer, maybe if you've got a podcast, we can maybe swap collaboration. Don't forget to like and subscribe to, moderate to us. Chris, where do they find you for anybody that wants to look you up? I mean, I always tell people to Google me. <laughs> Google you know, I got, me, baby. I got great um, Zillow views. There you, you know, go. Zillow. Um, if you're an agent and want to follow, do you want them to follow you on Instagram? If they Instagram, want to reach out? Facebook. What's your um, Insta? What's my Insta? That's what I'm looking up. I'm like, does he doesn't know his own Insta. Don't. Uh-oh. I always, I always send. It. I remember my first I day in the business. It. I send everything. <laughs> uh, Chris Haskins underscore Realtor. If you are wanting to follow Big Chris on uh, Instagram, uh, he will be happy to. And he's got he's doing his Instagram correctly because sometimes we do audits on our agents Instagrams and it's like closing, closing. It's really boring. You know, and looks. Mm-hmm. But if you look at Chris, he's got like videos. He's got tours. He's got awards. Assemblies, he's just got like a Denzel Washington like uh, appeal. And somebody <laughs> look at this guy in like a tuxedo <laughs> talking about focus. That's what we're talking about. The mindset. He, he's doing all of that stuff. So. Uh, please like, follow, share Chris Haskins, ladies and gentlemen. A round of applause. All righty. Thank you, you sir. Thank you for visiting us. Thank you for watching Mega Agent or Mega Real Estate Talk, rather. Mega Agent Academy is our YouTube channel. I always get it so confused. Too many names and too many things. Follow us on YouTube, Mega Agent Academy. Uh, Subscribe here, Mega Real Estate Talk. Uh, If you want to find us, underscore, underscore, the Davis Group or your realtor's favorite realtor, RVA. Let us know how we can help you grow your business, and we appreciate you watching. If you have a real estate question that you would like to ask Jared or Galen, reach out to them at Jared at CentralVARealty.com or Galen at CentralVARealty.com. Who knows? It may even be featured on an upcoming episode.